Welcome to the Heart and Soul Wellness Podcast, where we inspire women by teaching applicable skills and tools and assisting them with connecting with one another, healing, and aspiring to their highest selves so they can reach their full potential. Hi, it's such an honor to be with you. I'm really looking forward to this topic because it's a message that I feel like needs to be talked about more. And so today we're talking about our podcast title is The Art of Rising Strong, Healing the Wounds of Narcissistic Abuse. Okay, so before we get started, I'm going to share um, uh, a quote that I came up with. Our body, mind, and spirit have the capacity to rise above grief, trauma, and psychological abuse. The moment we take a step on the path of self-discovery, we can reclaim our lives. This means that by starting from a place of strength of strength, and considering what we are doing well, we will increase our self-esteem, self-worth, and our ability to understand and move through pain. So this is an invitation to um, recognize that although you were victimized, you are not a victim and you do have the capacity to move forward. And that is the focus of our topic today, although I am going to be talking about the levels of violence. And I'm also going to be talking about how narcissistic um, behaviors can impact, um, can impact you. If you're in a relationship with a narcissist or you are um, considering getting out, we'll talk about some of the things to be mindful of as we're doing this. And so this will apply to you, whether you are in a relationship, you're out of a relationship, or you're trying to understand if this is something you're affected by. Okay, so first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the levels of violence. So when I first heard these levels of violence, I was pretty surprised because it's a different perspective and one that we don't talk about very often. Okay, so the first level of violence is inconsideration. What would cause you to think about inconsideration as the first level of violence? When people are purposefully inconsiderate, they are aware of their poor behavior yet choose to behave this way. This type of behavior is self-centered, ego-bound, and it's a means of taking power and control over another person. If an individual is inconsiderate to a person and continues to be inconsiderate, that individual is exhibiting a behavior pattern that devalues others. Devaluing others is a form of violence. The consequence of this behavior is hurtful and harmful to others because it is thoughtless. If a, if a person can be inconsiderate to others, it's easy for him or her to move to the second level of violence, which is rejection. Rejection is another form of self-centeredness. When individuals use rejection, their ego allows them to justify treating others in this harmful manner. The act of rejection is a level of violence that further devalues another person in other words, the person exhibiting this behavior displaces the worth of a person being rejected. Um, therefore, choosing to behave in this way and even to the point of rejecting their value and their worth because of whatever it is that they're engaging in, they're choosing that over the, the care and the kindness, but also the worth of another person. When an individual is able to reject another and cause that person to feel a sense of worthlessness, it furthers the individual's inner belief that he or she has power and control over people. 
the people on the receiving end of the rejection might internalize this feeling and think they have less meaning or value in this world. This is exactly what we see in um, verbally and emotionally abusive relationships is that when somebody uses power and control over another person, um, it creates this sense of I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm less than because the person with the power and control is using their, um, whether it's authority or using the behaviors to minimize the value of another person. One thing to keep in mind with these, with these behaviors is that it causes things like depression and anxiety. So sometimes, um, an individual may think that they are the problem, that they are causing it, but yet it is the actions of the other person that actually are creating some of those, those symptoms that they may be experiencing. Um, could be related to other factors. However, the choice of, of using power and control over another person does research supports, does create anxiety, can create anxiety and depression. Um, Rejection can bring on feelings of unworthiness, depression, desperation, and self-destruction. The consequence of rejection is at a higher emotional and spiritual level to those whom it is directed. When we talk about gaslighting, um, so in the rejection phase, this is where gaslighting may happen. And so when gaslighting is used, oftentimes um, the finger is pointed at the victim saying, see you're crazy or you caused this and and when that happens it further instills some of these beliefs and so that's why understanding this information is is critical in being able to make sense of all of this and being able to set boundaries healthy boundaries to to support yourself okay so the next stage of violence is sabotage Sabotage can take a variety of forms from hurting someone's chance or opportunity to do something or receive something. It could be the act of saying something hurtful and potentially harmful to another person to the point of hurting them, someone else, or something else. Sabotage is an active behavior. It's a plotting behavior. It requires time, effort, and planning. During the planning phase, the saboteur can decide to abort the behavior. The continuation of the sabotaging behavior is a direct behavior of power and control. It's meant to take something from another person. It is direct targeted behavior towards another person with the intention to be of harm. The last level of the last level of consequence for this behavior is even higher than the last level of violence, which is rejection, as it is more active, more deliberate, and takes a longer period of thought and planning. Um, so this can look like sabotaging your opportunity for a job. This can look like, um, and sometimes it's hard to identify, but when somebody is not, is getting in the way of you progressing, this is when sabotage shows up. So when you think about somebody getting in the way of something that is good for you, something that is um, positive for you in your life and is is not just not supporting you, but actually uh, getting in the way of your progress of that thing. That's a, that's a way to look at sabotage. And it can be all kinds of different forms as well. Um, but it could be interfering with your relationships, a job opportunity, um, a opportunity for personal development and growth, 
Um, it could be asking you not to do things that are good for you, like go to therapy, go to a retreat that would be good for you, um, things like that. So the last level of violence is destruction. The last level of violence is destruction, which is often the first level when people start thinking that violence is actually occurring. Destruction is the intention to tear a person down completely to the point of killing his or her spirit, dreams, hope, property, and or life. To destroy a person means that the perpetrator believes that he or she has the right to completely obliterate another person. This behavior is pathological. There is a mental illness or toxic level of some sort. So it could be uh, narcissistic behaviors, um, substance abuse, that allows the perpetrator to justify his or her actions. But again, remember that this is something that is developed over time. We talked about the earlier levels of violence. And so this is, this is a progression um, that starts off with inconsideration. Okay. So now what we're going to talk about is um, what you can do with all this information. So embracing our authenticity means giving per giving ourselves permission to rise to our full potential. It means listening to our heart. It means giving up on the high expectations of those around us and accepting and loving ourselves at a deep level. So this may mean setting boundaries with a person in your life who is emotionally abusive. This may mean um, choosing to love yourself means setting boundaries with other people identifying the boundaries that you want to feel safe and then thinking about relationships that will nurture those healthy boundaries that you need. We learn to trust our intuition, honor our feelings and practice compassion. We lean into our experiences and face our pain instead of running from our pain. We accept sadness, grief and learn that they have cultivated depth and beauty in our lives. We choose to embrace a life full of beauty, purpose, and meaning, and choose to be the survivor of our stories. So here, here's what we look at. Okay, so it's normal to go through the grief process, especially as you acknowledge and identify whether you've been in a relationship with someone who was emotionally abusive, or if you're currently in that relationship. And then the next step is choosing not to allow someone to continue to, to treat you that way. And usually when we set boundaries, you just got to think about it this way. Sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. So then making sure that you're safe, emotionally safe, have supportive people in your life. And there are support groups for women who are in emotionally abusive relationships. Um, those are offered um, at the YCC and at Safe Harbor. Um, if you are in the Davis County area. So those are some things that you can, that you can do. Um, and I often hear from women who have, are surviving emotionally abusive relationships. I wish he would have just hit me because then I would have like the scars to show what was really happening. Remember with emotional abuse, it gets into our sense of self and our psyche and the way we feel about ourselves, which means that if you have identified that you have been in an emotionally abusive relationship, it's very important for you to think about what are some nurturing, soothing activities? Who are safe people in my life? What are ways that I can find hope in my life? 
and and set the boundaries that I need to feel safe. So this is my first suggestion. My number one, when you recognize that you are healing from narcissistic abuse is learning to change your self-talk. This may take time. For some people, it takes years. When you're in a partner who engages in very critical um, talk towards you and has affected you deeply emotionally, you need to start treating yourself differently, meaning bring in a voice of compassion, bring in a voice of kindness, bringing in a voice of love is going to help you with being able to talk to yourself differently and see yourself differently. So think about the way you would talk to a young child. Think about the way you would talk to a very close friend, someone who you love. And then think about applying the same self-talk to yourself when you make a mistake, when you do something you wish you wouldn't have done. Forgiving yourself and then choosing to move forward. Um, The other thing is when you start to recognize that you've experienced some of these symptoms, oftentimes anger is a natural result of that. Going through the grief cycle, is it's normal to feel feelings of sadness and anger. Um, so I'm going to read something from um, Lundy, he, Lundy Bancroft. I'm going to include some of his uh, work in the notes, show notes. He's an incredible resource. Uh, whether you've experienced physical abuse, emotional abuse, um, been in an unhealthy relationship. He is just a, he has a plethora of information, research. Uh, he's been in the field for over 30 years. He started a vision program for men. And then he, um, from his work, actually created a book called Why Does He Do That? That talks about the different types of abusers and how to tell when somebody is engaging in these behaviors to you and what to do about it. Then he also has another book called A Daily Wisdom for Why Does He Do That? And it's like these wonderful little meditations that you can read and talk about connection, talk about seeing this stuff clearly, how to set boundaries, how to be connected with friends, how to work your recovery. It's a beautiful book. And then his the, the last recommendation I'll make is a book called The Joyous Recovery which is just about stepping into your healing. And he has a, he has a lot of uh, beautiful insights, but he also put together the Peak Network, which is a network of other individuals. And he talks about it as healing partnerships where you find somebody who's not a close friend or a relative that you can share some of your story with in a healthy way. And he guides you through how to do that. So... He says, your abusive partner doesn't have a problem with his anger. He has a problem with your anger. One of the basic human rights he takes away from you is the right to be angry with him, no matter how badly he treats you. He believes that your voice shouldn't rise. Your blood shouldn't boil. The privilege of rage is reserved for him alone. When your anger does jump out of you, as it will from time to time to any abused woman, Then he uses your anger against you to prove that what an irrational person you are. This is what we call gaslighting. Abuse can make you feel straightjacketed. You may develop physical and emotional reactions to swallowing your anger, such as depression, nightmares, emotional numbing, eating and sleeping problems, which your partner may use as an excuse to belittle you further or to make you feel crazy. An abuser can seem emotionally needy. You can get caught in a trap of... Oh, 
And an abuser can seem emotionally needy. You can get caught in a trap of catering to him, trying to fill the bottomless pit, but he's not so much needy as he is entitled. So no matter how much you give him, it will never be enough. He will keep on coming up with more demands because he believes his needs are your responsibility until you feel drained down to nothing. Lundy Beancroft, why does he do that inside of the inside the minds of controlling and abusive men? Okay. So the next thing I want to talk about are the three C's. You didn't cause it, you can't cure it, and you can't control it. It is his responsibility. If you are in a relationship with an abusive partner, it is their responsibility to take ownership for their own actions. You cannot heal the brokenness inside of them. You're only responsible for your healing. What what has happened to you, you don't have to take on responsibility for that either. That is theirs to take on. You didn't cause it, you can't cure it, and you can't control it. You cannot control what he does. Um, and so making choices that are going to help you feel safe are very important. If you're healing from emotional abuse caused by another individual, the abuse trauma isn't your responsibility. It can take time to release yourself from the burden of guilt, shame, and trauma, but you can rise, meaning this does not have to define you. You do not need to be labeled by this. You can move forward. You can choose to heal. Feed your body, mind, and spirit each and every day. No matter how much you want to get, you want to numb out or lay in bed all day, act into feeling, act into your everyday, choose to act into your healing and your recovery. Choose to choose, choose your recovery and your healing each and every day. Start finding activities, people that inspire you and get involved with people that will build you up. If you are healing from emotional abuse caused by another person, the abuse and trauma isn't your responsibility. Healing is your responsibility. So reminding yourself, um, feeding your body, mind, and spirit, no matter how much you don't want to, here are some things you can do. Go to the gym, call a friend, reach out for, to support. Above all, realize that you are not alone. Don't wait until you feel motivated. Choose to act now with your healing and your recovery. Again, get connected with a tribe of women who can support you along this path. That is huge. A sense of community, a sense of connection is going to help you with moving forward. The last thing I want to mention is I want you to think about the strength that you've gained through your experiences. What has it instilled in you? Um, can you see moments of resilience and strength? Can you see Find a part of yourself that continues to fight to move forward. I want you to nurture that part. I want you to give that part some space. I want you to choose to give yourself compassion for how far you have come. And then choose to let that compassion grow bigger within you. There's nothing getting in the way of you and your freedom other than healing will take time. So patience kindness, and compassion. Those are going to be the things that are going to help you to move forward. If you have any questions, please feel free to leave us a message. Um, 
October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Um, I think it's helpful to take a moment to honor all of the women who are who have experienced domestic violence, emotional abuse, or sexual assault. And just remember that we are not alone. If we can get connected as a community, there are many resources available. YCC has resources. Safe Harbor has resources. Um, There are people who can support you on your path. Um, Lundy Bancroft is an incredible resource. And then um, getting connected also with a therapist. If, If you are working through this, you do not want to do this alone. Um, Heart and Soul Wellness does offer an Embracing Your Authentic Self support group for women. And we break down some of the, we talk about perfections and we talk about healing from trauma. We talk about ways to understand your brain and ways to be connected, ways to create a vision for yourself so you can move forward. So just remember that you are not alone. And, um, I'm going to include a video in the show notes. This video can also be uh, on our website that, that shares some of the message of what we've just talked about today. Take really good care of yourself and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Heart and Soul Wellness Podcast with your host, Sarah Carter. Make sure to like and subscribe. And if you have any thoughts about what we talked about today, leave a comment. Also, you can find us at heartandsoulwellness.org and on Facebook and Instagram. Join us again as we continue to help women heal, connect, and aspire to their true and authentic selves.